UpToDate wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. Congressman Emanuel Cleaver of Kansas City has had a ringside seat to all manner of controversies in Washington these days, from the debt ceiling to the election of a new Republican speaker to ongoing concerns over which federal government leaders have classified documents in their possession. Now in his 10th term, the congressman has also been concerned about a Kansas City apartment complex infested with mice and roaches and racked with water leaks and a lack of heat and hot water. The congressman joins us now from Washington. And Congressman, welcome back. Always good to have you here. Uh, good to be with you. Thank you. Uh, the debt ceiling negotiations are continuing with no resolution in sight. Why should our listeners pay this much mind? Well, uh, it, it's one of the most significant things that we have to do in Congress to make sure that the United States does not uh, experience another uh you know, write down of its its credit. Uh, we we cannot afford uh, for that to happen because ultimately the 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 American public will pay for it. And you know, it, it the debt ceiling is is actually the the um, legal ceiling on, on the amount of the United that the United States can borrow mm-hmm. uh, unless uh, there were cuts made. And um, and so we. We are not voting, when we talk about voting on the debt ceiling, we're not voting on, on some additional spending. This is spending that has already occurred mm-hmm. that we have to pay for. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to impact uh, ultimately uh, on all of the, the American society. In fact, the last time uh, the, the uh, credit rating in the United States was, was dropped uh, when, when we took it up to the uh, edge uh, right, right before the, the, the date uh, uh, when... Uh, the, the Treasury Secretary is required to do what we call extraordinary measures, mm-hmm. or take uh, extraordinary measures, which, which for a lot of people need, need to understand, that means uh, uh, they're doing things like uh, delaying investments in uh, federal uh, employees' pension funds. And, mm-hmm. and then way back in 1953, when, when they had one of these uh, mess-ups, uh, they actually sold... Gold sold off gold coins and, and bullion, uh, and that that were actually sitting in vaults around the United States. So, it it it, it sounds like it's, it's just a Washington thing. The truth is, there's every human being in the United States will be impacted if we don't raise that debt ceiling. You know, Congressman, President Biden says he won't negotiate on this issue. Republicans, meantime, say they want spending cuts before they'll sign off. How do you see this playing out? Well, I, I think this is a one of those amazing uh, moments of uh, naked hypocrisy. Um, I voted for debt ceilings uh, uh, during the previous administration and didn't think anything about trying to kill it. Uh, And the president is saying he does not want to negotiate because that in and of of itself is going to rattle the markets. Uh, if if you sit down and negotiate, that means he's willing to give something. Mm-hmm. You know, is he willing to pay everything except uh, for the military? Is he, re- you know, wh- what what kind of negotiations can you have on your obligations, your legal and moral obligations? So I'm not uh, sure we need to to have uh, any kind of uh, you know m- uh, moment where 
we negotiate. Now, you know what I what I do think is that we ought to have discussions about dealing with our debt and our deficit, uh, but but not at a time when we are uh, being examined around the world uh, as to whether or not we are we're going to pay our debts. You know, different issue. You did something a little unusual a few weeks ago. You called out a specific apartment complex in Kansas City for unsafe unsafe living conditions. I mentioned in the opening roaches, mice, water leaks, you name it. This was the Stonegate Meadows complex east of the sports complex. How did you become aware of the problems there? Well, uh, eventually, uh, because I chaired, uh, at the time, I chaired the the, uh, housing subcommittee. And uh, so most issues that impact uh, HUD will eventually come to my desk um, or through a phone call, uh, sometimes from Secretary Fudge, who who just happens to be a personal friend. But uh, we then started uh, getting phone calls from Kansas City from individuals who uh, were living in the Stonegate Meadows. uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, then we started receiving photographs, and that made me sick at the stomach. Uh, uh, the way people were living, and 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 so we don't HUD does not own uh, Stonegate. Uh, we don't have any ownership in that apartment uh, complex at all. And and they're around the country. These most of their apartments are in the, in Indiana, uh, but they they accept what what's called a choice uh, home, uh, uh, vouchers, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and so which means that. Um, Individuals can get a voucher from the public housing authority and find their own place. It can be a single single family uh, home. It could be an apartment complex. It, it, they choose themselves, which is something uh, that was unavailable when I lived in public housing with my three sisters and mother and father. Uh, and and so it, it's a good program because you can and you don't have to live near public housing. You can live in from if you if you you can live in well you can't live in in Kansas but. Uh, anywhere in the in the, in the uh, uh, mm-hmm. Kansas City, Missouri area, and so um, the, we are we are allowing them because they 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 passed the test uh, uh, with HUD uh, to 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 receive these choice vouchers, and so they do make money uh, off of these, hmm. and so we are now uh, waiting to see if they're going to clear up all of the complaints that that we have seen and. They have done some of it. Uh, let me try to be, uh, you know, clear. They have done some of the things that were required. There are some other things we're not sure about. In fact, we just uh, uh, just sent a letter and said we wanted to come out and do a, a tour of the building, mm-hmm. hopefully in the next week or so, to make sure that the improvements we we uh, required uh, have in fact uh, been uh, implemented. So the owners are responding. It sounds like they they are responding and and not. Not necessarily because they love responding, mm-hmm. uh, but you know they own, they own a lot of property and they make a lot of money from HUD uh, because you know they they get the the, the, the rental uh, payments uh, for the the people with with vouchers with with, with choice vouchers. So uh, they, it's not in their best interest to ignore uh, when we get involved because uh, uh, that that means that somebody like me could move 
quickly and swiftly mm-hmm. to say we will no longer do any, any business with them. You know, what do owners of a complex like this say when presented with evidence that shows just how far into disrepair their complex has, has fallen into here? I mean, you describe it as uh, stomach-churning, stomach-upsetting. How, how do they justify this? How does anyone well, justify that? Usually they say we didn't know. We didn't know. Uh, 90, which, which isn't true because the residents no, surely have complained, right? No, it, yes. It, it, I mean, it, it is n- I mean, I can almost tell you that universally, uh, everybody's going to say, well, oh, we didn't know. And then uh, when we begin to lay out the problems uh, visually, they'll say, oh, well, we'll take care of it right away. Now, my interpretation is that uh, when they when they enter into these agreements with HUD, um, you know, we, we have an inspection of the property. And then uh, I think the manager uh, is told that they he or she has to function at a level where they they uh, make a certain profit, and so rather than spending some of the money for repairs, they're trying to impress their bosses so that they can uh, right. continue to work sure. there. You know, another issue getting a lot of attention these days is all these concerns about top officials of our government from both parties possessing classified documents. President Trump had them, so did Vice President Pence. Obviously, President Biden has been found with them too. How concerned should we be about all this? Well, we, we should be concerned, but but uh, let me let me make sure that that, that uh, this is not shouldn't be one of those what about isms. Uh, Pre- President Biden should not have had them. Uh, Vice President Pence should not have had them. Uh, I think that uh, we we overclassify things. You've probably heard that a lot. It is true. Uh, I'm on Homeland Security. Uh, I was on Homeland Security. I got kicked off. But uh, you know, so I do I do think there are some things. Uh, I've gone to the skiff and uh and 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 where we we get classified information and two or three weeks later I see it in the newspaper so mm-hmm. you know we we overclassify everything now all all three of them were uh, were, were wrong in the case of both uh, vice president Pence and president uh Biden uh their staffs packed up things for them when they were leaving the white house uh and you know, these are things that were in his office, and he was in Europe when they packed it all up, and mm-hmm. then they sent it in, and they're in boxes in his garage and other places. Uh, same thing with, with Vice President Pence. With President Trump, it's a whole different deal. Uh, you know, because? When, well, because when, when, when the uh, uh, Library of Congress found that, that they were not, uh, they didn't have these documents, they made a request, and it took over one year uh, for the president uh, to even acknowledge that he uh, had any documents and then uh, would not give them. He, cl- he declared that they were his, and he declared that he declassified them with his mentality, some kind of trick of the mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we, the, the I can tell you right now that uh, law enforcement is still not sure that uh, President, former President uh, Trump has given back all of the documents. And uh, some of those docu- documents that he, he, he has in his possession are very, very serious, um, uh, provides very serious information that we would not want uh, Iran or any other nation to see. What needs to happen on an issue like this going forward? Well, I think Homeland Security and I think the Intel Committee and others are going to try uh, to force the Pentagon uh, uh, and, and the FBI to some degree 
to figure out ways in which we can declassify some of this information. I, I can't tell you, uh, you know, I, I can tell you I'd probably go to jail, though, that, that <laughs> how many times information that we receive as, as classified just a few weeks later ends up um, on KCUR, KCUR or mm-hmm. CBS or, or, or any of the things. So, uh, you know, and they're, they're probably saying if we're going to make a, a, a mistake with classified documents, Let's make it on the side of safety, and, right. and uh, so they overclassify. We'll be right back. I'm visiting with Congressman Emanuel Cleaver of Kansas City. You just stood by and watched as Republicans voted more than a dozen times for a new speaker. Congressman, the winner, Kevin McCarthy of California, had to go along with a series of rule changes to win the job. What did you make of that? What do those rule changes portend for the functioning of the House going forward? It's very dangerous. I was in there for 15 votes, and and uh, I, I became more and more angry after each vote. Uh, not because, you know, we were going to be in there until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, but because it was, I thought, uh, an act of pure, undistilled selfishness. Uh, had I been in that situation, after two or three votes, I would have probably gone to the podium and asked the, uh, uh, the, the, the leader of the House, uh, which was a, a woman by the name of Cheryl uh, Johnson, um, I would have said, look, I, uh, I'm going to withdraw. Uh, and so, you know, they, they would recognize him, him uh, to stand up in front of everyone and say, hey, look, uh, I've lost on four consecutive ballots. Uh, I think we now need to look for a consensus candidate. I am here with uh, withdrawing, but if 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 uh, it took a thousand votes, I think uh, Mr. Uh, McCarthy would still have us over there um, mm-hmm. voting. Uh, and, and keep in mind that we are not members of Congress until there's a speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We are we are, we are uh, members elect, which means we can't vote. Uh, you know, we can't get recognized to speak. So. He he knew what he was doing, and in, in terms of, of how delaying the function of the new Congress, but it was selfishness, and I, I thought it was a, an awful display for the world uh, to see, uh, you know, what what we were doing in terms of selecting you, leadership. You know, which of those rule changes that uh, were implemented to get him elected speaker is of the most concern to you? Well, uh, first of all, the, well, it's the the uh, one person can walk up and. Uh, make a motion to get the speaker uh, at least a vote on on the speaker, uh, and that could be disruptive again, uh, and we could lose some vital uh, uh, time to to, to address uh, issues that come to us like the debt ceiling, um, and 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 so that's concerning. But also, uh, they, uh, they the McCarthy seems to have made decisions to allow certain people on committees of significance. Uh, and 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 that deal with national security, and some of these individuals are good people. The Lord loves them, and I'm sure that that you know deep deep inside are good human beings. But what we've seen in Congress is that they uh, are uh, very likely to say things out in public that could jeopardize national security, uh, and 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 they are going to play a role of uh, uh, being the, the the disruptor. So I, I, I think, and and of course, one of the things they they put in the rules is that they were going to remove the uh, uh, security uh, or at least the uh, metal de- 
detectives from getting into the uh, uh, House of Representatives. Look, I, I was here uh, on January 6th, and mm-hmm. I can tell you that uh, uh, at least two people that I know had guns, uh, and one of them almost got into a, uh, a fist fight. He, he, he was not going to be – he was going to use his gun, I, can, I, I feel certain. And I, I ended up being uh, running in between. My daughter was looking at it on TV and saw me running toward the guy who, uh, who, who had the gun uh, and, and uh, trying to make sure we stopped the, any, any uh, escalation. Uh, and so they've taken uh, one of the rules to take that we, we can no longer take down. I mean, we can no longer come into the, uh, into the Capitol feeling safe that nobody in there has a gun. And less, one final one I need to uh, tell you about, Steve, is this. Uh, they removed uh, the, the possibility uh, of, of having uh, individuals who might be hurt or sick uh, able to uh, ha- give a proxy vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now I'm on crutches uh, for the 100th time waiting to, uh, to have surgery on the 28th of the month. Uh, another member fell off the house. Uh, we have a, a, a woman, one of the new members, who also is on crutches. And so even though it's not healthy for me to, to for my foot to touch the ground, I'm here every day. I'm in my office right now. We'll go on the floor when they call votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says no more proxy. And that's not going to hurt Democrats. It's going to hurt the whole body. So what kind of leader do you think Kevin McCarthy ultimately is going to be for Congress? Um, I, I think you used a term leader that may not apply here. Hmm. Um, and that is, I, I think... Um, you know, unfortunately for him, for Mr. McCarthy, uh, he is not in control. I don't think there's anybody in Washington, Republican, uh, Democrat, or even uh, Philadelphia Eagle, who believes that um, that that uh, Mr. McCarthy is in control. I mean, when when any person can walk on the floor and call for your removal. Uh, I mean, you're never going to be in charge, right. and he can't deviate even a little from all of the commitments he's made to people who um, I, I think are not quite uh, as eager to do the gov- to, to perform their governmental duties in Congress as, as, right. uh, as, as they need to be. Congressman, on your side of the aisle, do you want President Biden to seek another term? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, um, the, the president has, has done more. Than any president in uh, in my lifetime, I, I you know, um, including I, Barack I Obama, including Barack Obama, hmm. uh, and, and I don't, and it's not close. Look, he's done he's done more for highways than any president since Eisenhower, who 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 came up with the whole interstate highway system. Uh, and at one, I grew up believing that, that that Lyndon Johnson was angelic. I mean, he had done more in civil rights. Uh, than any president in history, mm-hmm. uh, and he did a lot. Uh, this president uh, is very close to to, uh, to 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 passing what Lyndon Johnson did. I mean, getting legislation across it, uh, in the Great Society uh, was amazing, and but Biden is doing the same thing, hmm. uh, getting all of this legislation across, all these money, and, and we're going to see it in Kansas City. I've already announced a lot of projects, and I'm going to be announcing right. some next week. Uh, and uh, and and it's going to go on for ten years, the, the, the you know, and this does not even include the Build Back Better, which was housing, uh, had mainly the the the, the one hundred sixty five 
a billion dollars for housing. Right. Uh, I mentioned in the opening that you are now in your 10th term, Congressman. Uh, Two questions. Does it feel like it's been 10 terms, and do you plan to run again? uh, It doesn't feel like 10 terms. Um, (laughs) It uh, it felt like 10 terms just on that night of January 6th. Uh, You know, that's when it felt like 25 terms. Uh, And, you know, I, I think that we all should, I, I believe, seriously, we all should uh, measure our time um, to go when um, when we can feel it uh, in terms of our ability to contribute. Nancy Pelosi, I can tell you right this without fear of contradiction, is as brilliant uh, today as she was the first day I met her uh, 20-something years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Clyburn, uh Denny Hoyer, all of all are 82, almost uh, moving toward 83, and they are amazing. Uh, then there there may be others uh, who, who who whose mind is not going to be as agile uh, at that age, and and they will know it. Uh, the issue is whether they're smart enough to leave, and for many people, um, their families will help make that decision. And for you, what does that mean for an 11th term? Well, I mean. It, I'm out working right now. I mean, I'm hopping along with on crutches, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, uh, make decisions this early in a term. It's been only uh, two months since we were sworn in uh, or uh, won the, the election, uh, really. So you know, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just right now thinking about trying to get everything done we can over this next two-year period. Just real quickly, Congressman, I just have a few seconds left. We have two Missouri members of Congress, now chairman of very significant committees out there. Sam Graves heads transportation. Jason Smith leads the Ways and Means Committee. How might that help Missouri and your constituents in the 5th District? Well, uh, Sam Graves is a Republican. I'm a Democrat. And we work together on a lot of stuff. We just were able to work together to get uh, to prevent uh, uh, Lake City ammunition facility from laying off a couple of hundred people. Uh, so we, the two of us work, work well together. And everybody in our community ought to be happy that we have the chair of the Transportation Committee, uh, even if you're not in that district, because he, he and I work well together. Uh, Jason Smith is on the other end of the state. He's coming out of the Boot Hill area. Right. Uh, uh, we, we don't have the opportunity to work as well together at Ways and Means on, on issues of taxation. Uh, but I don't think that's going to have that great an impact as, as uh, what Sam Graves uh, is chairing in terms of transportation. Sam Graves can help with I-70, which obviously runs through your district. Absolutely. I-70 and bridges and, and everything else. And there has been nothing that has happened over the last 18 years uh, that would lead me to believe that, uh, that he's not going to uh, help me take care of the district because, uh, you know, Sam Gray is the senior member of, of our delegation. Mm-hmm. We have a luncheon every month. I, we, he, he never misses. Uh, most of us never miss those meetings. Uh, and we, we come together in those meetings to, to, to help each other across uh, party lines. I do hate that Roy Blunt is gone because, that you know, we had a partner. I had a, a partner right. in the Senate. Right. And you miss that partner now. I miss that partner. And, and others uh, in our delegation have already very openly said that, to Roy Blunt at our last luncheon, and and uh, in fact, I told him that he uh, that I'm angry with him, that he's selfish. All he wanted to do is have a good <laughs> life and enjoy himself. I think that's just horrible. 
Well, that's Missouri Congressman Emanuel Cleaver of Kansas City. Congressman, uh, sure appreciate your time. Uh, always appreciate it, and uh, hope you heal up uh, with a foot, sur- foot uh, injury sometime soon. Thanks. Good to be with you. You bet. Up to Date is produced by Zach Wilson, Reginald David, Elizabeth Ruiz, Zach Perez, and Hannah Cole. Our intern is Claudia Brancart. Our announcer and engineer is Paul Nakatura. Our theme music is composed and performed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.